0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on the stack, we talk about a bunch of books that come out this week. Kicking it off with Robbins, number one from DC Comics, written hey, hey! by Tim Seeley, art by Baldemar Rivas. This is actually the winner of a contest. And in this case, it actually turned out in favor of a Robin rather than killing him. Uh, and so we get to see all of the different characters who have held the title of Robin all teaming up together against a new threat. There's a big twist at the end. I'll tell you what, I came into this with pretty even expectations, generally liking Tim Seely's stuff, but I came away kind of blown away by this book. And I love the idea and love the concept. How did you guys feel?
1: Blown away is a great way to describe it. I mean, it starts off with a grenade in the nest, and that's a hell of a way to start. I, yeah, I they thought... They hate birds. birds. I, <laughs> I, I love the art. I love the team. It was so much fun. I even love the backup, the fucked up creepy robin. This is just a hell of a... Number one, this is a hell of a first issue. Great way to start. I think... Uh, you know, you can tell that this Tim Seeley guy knows what he's doing. It seems like he is a good writer.
2: I mean, Tim Seeley's been writing comics forever. Like we've been following him uh, from his around. very early days. We've Pete has been literally following him around, yeah. touching Pete, his you're shoulders. Actually, uh,
0: recording this in a car outside of his house. Be right cool. Now, right? Be cool. Okay, Be cool. Right. Yeah. Cool.
2: Touchy feely Tim Seely, as he's known on our podcast. Um, Yeah, I don't know why we would do that to him. That doesn't seem like a nice thing to say. It was more about you being touchy feely with him. (laughs) Whenever you
0: interviewed him, you were always
2: told touching his shoulder and stuff. It was you love his shoulders. It's true. I don't know if that's it's that's why we started that that name. That's where that came from. Yes, Uh, it is. We have the videotape. Check the tape. Roll Roll tape. tape. Yeah, roll tape. (laughs) this this book does a great job uh, of establishing all the different personalities of the Robins and moving forward into the story so well, seamlessly throughout the – through the issue, uh, the action is blended in. Like I thought this was a great first issue, and I like all these Robins. Yeah. And to have them sharing the book sort of even-handedly – is a, is a very – I feel like most Robin stories want her to take precedent yep, uh, yep. because of whatever's going on in the Batverse, and this is really exciting.
0: Very fun stuff. Next up, Doctor Who, Empire of the Wolf, number one from Titan Comics, written by Jody Hauser, art by Roberta in granada I know I'm the Doctor Who
2: guy. Yeah, on which one post- of us put this in the <laughs> stack? Yeah. Who I put it, this it, in the one? stack. Well, I Who? think we
0: checked Who out another it? number one from Titan Comics that was a Doctor Who book, and I think we were all – interested in it, even if I had a little more knowledge of it, so I figured it was worth checking out another number one here. This is a pretty complicated one, though, because this is tying into yeah, some yep. continuity from the David Tennant years. Also bringing in the Eighth Doctor, who frankly, even I don't know a lot about, and the Eleventh Doctor. Uh, I like this, given that I care about all of these characters, particularly Rose Tyler. Um, but uh, how did you guys think? What would you think?
2: <laughs> this book was like going to a work party and meeting everyone's spouses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, what's your, okay. Oh, uh, I'll see you in 10 minutes. And I might not remember any of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pete. Yeah, it was like uh, o- overhearing somebody talk about something very passionate about that you're just like, wow, this seems really intense and I don't know if I want to get into it. You know what I mean? Well, if you are a fan of Doctor Who, then it sounds like this might be interesting,
0: particularly if you like any of the complicated Bruce Tyler continuity. But why don't we move on to something we all know, Wonder Woman Evolution, number one, <laughs> from DC Comics, written <laughs> by Sonny Phillips, <laughs> <laughs> I act by Mike Hawthorne. This is a... A new Wonder Woman book, as you can tell from the number one here, uh, which is pretty cool. We get to see Wonder Woman battle the Silver Swan. I think is the name of the villain character, and then yes. some crazy stuff happens at the end. In particular, I really like the scene in here with Wonder Woman and Superman talking. I thought that was uh, very yeah. nice. But I'm, this is just getting started. I'm very intrigued to see where this title goes.
2: Uh, yeah, this I, feels like a, a, a in a world where we're getting a lot of new takes on Wonder Woman. In a this world. feels this feels like a a new take that the character is treated differently, and the art really matches it well here. I feel like this is one of the the few iterations of Wonder Woman where she really feels like a statue that has come to life, which is uh the origin from the sort of mid eighties the clay clay child yeah, clay was, child you know, yeah uh she feels Little very clay like man if you will clay man yeah what? Uh, great uh and so I think the art is really supporting this story. it feels like a more a take where Wonder Woman is a little bit on the outside of humanity, and we're gonna see where she lands uh so it was a it was a cool cool book
1: yeah, I really love the art um uh fantastic first issue kind of this take also uh like Alex, I love the kind of Superman back and forth I think this is a, a different enough take that uh it just kind of gives you, uh, gets you excited for more Mo- Wonder Woman. I- I'm excited to see where this goes. Next up, Getting
0: Dizzy, number one from Boombox, written by Shea Fontana, art by Celia Muscote. This is a new all ages book about a girl who really wants to be special, and surprise, she turns out to be special. In fact, she gets some cool roller skates and some cool other uh, items of her outfit, gloves. and the gloves, yeah. a helmet, and yeah. the ability to detect. Creatures that are making people very annoyed or angry or frustrated or feel negative emotions, and she battles against them. I think this is another good, solid boombox book for um, the whole family. Pete, you usually like stuff like this. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I do think this is a fun all-ages title. My favorite panel is the What in the Hot Cheese Chips. Uh, just fun. Um, yeah, I think it's just this classic take on like, what if P- if the uh, you know the Noid from Domino's was real and you could see it and you know would you kind of fight it and that kind of thing. So
2: and let's say just a so full disclosure that's been a dream of Pete's for quite some time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you've yeah. been you've been actually conducting some pretty controversial experiments <laughs> well, like, um, on with... animals to try to create a Noid, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Uh, well, uh, good luck on your experiments, speak. We could all use a little bit annoyed out there uh, Stealing pizza, is that what he did? Yeah Or money yeah. <laughs> You gotta avoid him, that's as much as that's I right. know Robbing
0: banks and shooting people I think that's what he did <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. He would only rob charities, right? He was a real monster. Oh man, yeah. Children's, Children's charities. charities. charities.
1: Uh, I should just point out that, uh, you know, what we're saying about the noise is not anything that this comic is based on. We're... I mean, yeah, it seems it. like maybe it is based on a review. And anyway, we
0: got to move on to Superman, oh, Son of Cal, number five
1: from DC Comics, written
0: by Tom Taylor. Art by John Timms. This is a big one. This is the one that big broke issue. the Internet as Superman... Finally kisses a boy in this issue. To be honest, that's one of the smallest parts of the issue. Yes, I understand why it got completely blown up to huge proportion, but it's a sweet moment in the middle of a book that really actually dives into John Kent's character as he's been overpowered and he's trying to save everybody in the world simultaneously and ultimately finds out that he can't. Uh, this continues to be a really good title, and if you picked it up for the press reasons, I hope you stick with it. Because there's a lot else to like.
1: Yeah, I really, I really yep. love the heart of it. The Costa Rican girl moment was very beautiful and touching. I think this is just great, cool story. I like this kind of like take on uh, Superman. It's 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 good to see, and I like where where it's going. It's a great representation.
2: I feel like this book is getting so much uh, press and uh, talk, uh, positive and negative, where it's just like Superman kisses a boy. Uh, but really, the the take on Superman is so much larger than that. It's And this book is yeah. just a great example of like it's about like uh, working hard to – and sacrificing yourself for your work. Um, not being being pulled in a million directions at once. Like this is not just a a culture moment about like uh, representation. This goes beyond all of that um, into a larger thing. So this book, I, I think the press coverage is, is good for this. Like, cause I think this is John Kent, this the way it's drawn when he kisses um, the guy and the smile he has on his face in the last page. I was like, that is so true. That's such a like, it's just a great relationship moment, really well told in this book, but there's so much more to it that I think is worth reading here as well.
0: King Spawn, number four, from Image Comics, written by Sean Lewis, art by Javier Fernandez. I continue to be surprised and blown away even four issues into this book that I am enjoying a Spawn book so much. But this is Sean Lewis doing what he does, which is really boil down the character, blow it out with some big conspiracies here that are running through the Spawn titles. There's a very gross Fight that Javier Fernandez draws very well and some hints that we're getting into some bigger mythology. But what I like about this in particular is it's really picking things from the very expensive, very long Spawn mythology and using them to actually tell a story about Spawn. That's it.
2: Yeah, I
1: agree. agree.
2: It's expanding the sort of the scope of spawn in a way that feels actually um, exciting. I, I think a lot of times the spawn scope is like, is expanded in a way where it's like, no, he's it's more, it's worse than you thought. <laughs> and, and this feels like it's elevating it in a way.
1: Yeah. I, I think they're doing some great things with spawn. I also really like this kind of like battling with the, uh, the mantle that he's doing before things kind of happen. Uh, I, I I I like a smart spawn book where they're kind of, uh, you know, it's not just spawn being pushed around or being a pawn or, you know, emotionally reacting to uh, a spawn to pawn, it. pawn. A spawn. <laughs> Are pawn. you worried about him being a spawn pawn? I am. I am. Sometimes he's a spawn, spawn pawn. pawn. But I would this... hate to see
0: a Spawn Pawn do Spawn Con, to be honest oh, with you. man. Uh,
1: <laughs> Spawn, it... Spawn,
2: Spawn, Spawn, uh, What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Uh, I just think uh, they're doing a great job. You should check it out if you haven't read Spawn in a while.
0: Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath his facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the caped crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums, This rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas, includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossi, and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Prunell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. Go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman The Audio Adventures only on HBO Max. Batman number 117 from DC Comics, written by Jamestown and the Fourth, Beckley Kalunin and Michael W. Conrad, art by Jorge Jimenez and Jorge Corona. This is, I believe, the last issue of Jamestown and the Fourth's run on Batman, as well as the end of Fear State. I knew. Come on. So what do we think about this? We're just getting started. Just getting started. (laughs) What did you think about the end of Fear State as an event, as well as, James Titan's run. Justin. Well,
2: we can all st- we can all still live in fear, Pete. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, good. Um I I just... like this event. I think the the art is fantastic on this book. Great layouts, great just like especially this issue, real great character focus. Like we zoom in on a lot of the the major players here. Um Miracle Molly, Batman, uh, Poison Ivy, Harley, great moment with uh, Poison Ivy and Harley here. Um and I, I like this crossover. I, I feel like some of the criticism that we even talked about here is it was a little too expansive, and some of the actual narrative got a little lost. And I will say, it felt like Scarecrow being the horrifying driving force here. F- by the last issue, it was like fully like he's just laying there. <laughs> That's all <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the end. So like as the big bad, and maybe that was the point that Scarecrow's whole thing is that uh, he's actually easy to defeat once you see yeah. through his shit. Um, so if we can get on board with that philosophy, the rest of it I thought was really good. Batman's Batman's fight was great, um, great to see uh, the Robins working together. And Miracle Molly is
1: a really interesting character.
2: I'm happy to see her. Um, I hope they uh, that she's brought back.
1: I Yeah, I was surprised by this. I loved how touching this last issue was. I mean, the Harley Quinn Ivy stuff was just very moving and great. The, you know, the Molly st- uh, stuff at the end, also very moving. Uh, I-, I thought it was such an interesting end, is such a kind of fear thing, you know. Um, so I was impressed. I agree with what everything that Justin said. Like it-, it kind of got a little spun out, and I thought like we lost it a little bit, but really nailed the ending. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm sad to uh, see that this is ending because it's been a fun ride and the art is, was really bananas for this. So
2: It is sad to see James off the book, but he's doing a million other things, so we'll definitely get that taste. But one just last thing I want to say is so many books at the end of a big crossover like this zoom way out. And we see all the characters sort of like, you know, shaking hands and whatnot. And I just loved this last issue zoomed in on the characters. We got to Mm -hmm. see them close up and really feel what they were feeling at the end.
1: Yeah, it wasn't handshakes. It was hugs, man. It was hugs. Uh,
0: I did want to give a specific shout out. I know you mentioned this, but just in a global sense, the Harley-Ivy kiss that happens halfway through here, beyond being just a great character moment in the middle of the book, really struck me. In the same week as the John Kent kiss, which was such a focus of news reports, usually you'd have the sort of thing where the publisher would be like, we got a gay kiss in here, folks. That's it for us for the next five years. Have a good time. Yeah. And the fact that uh, no press, completely under the radar, two issues later, the way that I read it. Uh, again, a kiss between two women happen here, and that it's just part of the world and it's part of the characters, it really does feel like DC is putting their money where their mouth is in terms of LGBTQ plus representation, and that's very nice and very awesome to see.
2: It's something that's felt like we've been, we all knew this was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. to that, I think then it is treated less like a press event and more like, no, this is their relationship. We've all Mm -hmm. known this for a while, and now we're just seeing it finally happen.
0: Yeah, great stuff. Eat the Rich, number four from Boom Studios, written by Sarah Galley, art by Pius Bach. This is steadily becoming one of my favorite books in the stack here. Uh, It's about a woman who travels to visit her boyfriend's parents, finds out they eat the help, but the help is okay with it because they sign contracts that pay them a lot of money. She's been wrestling with that a little bit. We've all signed contracts and not been cool with it. And this issue, a lot of shit goes down as she decides to fight back against this. Pete, I believe you like this one. What
1: did you think? Well, I, I don't know if like's the right word. It's a pretty fun You're well, hungry you, for him. You yeah, want to you sink li- your teeth into it.
0: You like eating
1: human flesh. Go ahead. No, no. No, I do not. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a powerful take on uh, what it's like to meet other people's families. Meat? <laughs> <laughs> it's a meaty take. It's a full
2: plate. uh it's sort of a double. You a find double, it a double.
0: cut above the rest.
2: There it is. Yeah. Pete's not going to say well, anything. Well, Pete's mad about, it now. Pete <laughs> mad about it. Why is Pete mad about it? Go ahead. Well, let me, yeah, let me what's, th-
0: what's all your beef about, Pete?
2: That's good. Um, let me say real quick. Wow. I'll give you a second to think while I talk about the book because I really like this book. Just what would you taste like if someone were to eat you? Come up uh, with some flavors. We'll be right back. Okay. Um, so I, I think this book is great. And beyond the premise, sort of a big uh, audacious premise, I guess you could say, there's still a lot more happening. We get to learn – we learn just like they eat people and then it's like, oh, the people who are being eaten have uh, signed away that right and they're sort of – they made that choice. They walked into it. Um, there's a compulsion aspect to once you start eating people, you need to continue to do it. Uh, there's a like a social – class element to the book it's just got so many layers on top of that the art's fantastic there are a lot of sort of larger swings our main character a lot of her thoughts her big thoughts up here as uh, type on the, in the panels which i think is really cool i love this book so real quick shout out your flavors your personal flavors uh candy canes go ahead pete candy canes it feels like yeah. a dream <laughs> i don't i don't have a flavor what what are you chicken come on you are what you eat, so you are Philly. I'm not uh, going to be a part of <laughs> Philly, Philly Pete steak. All right,
0: well, let's move on to something else. Uh, Nubia and the Amazons, number two from DC Comics, written by Stephanie Williams and Vina Yala, art by Aletha Martinez. In this issue, we're continuing the mystery of what's going on at Themyscira, as the Well of Souls, I believe it's called, has resurrected Correct. a bunch of Amazons. And also, it seems like Medusa or some sort of Medusa creature is wandering around. Um, I like this issue of the mythology They're building a lot here. It also seems a nice counterpoint to the other two Wonder Woman titles. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree. I I like the kind of we get to see around the island and what's going on. And also the way they're kind of building up uh, this Medusa type as the big bad and building the tension has been great
2: uh the the medusa sort of subplot or villain plot here is i really like that i'm curious to see where that goes there's a lot of internal uh hemming and hawing about (laughs) politics that we don't quite understand and i feel like um i feel like that is probably going to turn as well and i hope they just sort of turn together at the same time we get a good uh politics versus turning people to stone uh intrigue going forward Mm.
0: maw number three from boob studios written by jude ellison s doyle art by a.l Kaplan. this continues to be a wild book that's about a lot of things at the same time but mostly about some monster women who are eating men or killing them not 100 percent sure but i really like the art a lot well it's oh, just oh it God. seems like it's
2: just one uh monster woman or woman who's mm. eating people for, with her maw but i this a lot of this issue was about um, her sister um, talking to this guy and sort of reckoning with her issues and then, then something happens later in the book, I was like, "Oh, woof, that really caught me off guard, uh, so it is a book that is going through a lot of twists and turns, um, but I do like it. Um, it has such a specific setting that I think is really working
1: um i yeah, I really love the paneling, the pacing, the storytelling of it is really. Uh, Quite interesting and beautiful. Um, It's a fucked up story, um, but uh, amazing kind of characters and like creepy paneling and and all the right ways. So if you like that horror shit, get it.
0: Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number five from DC Comics, written by Tom King, art by Bilquis Evely. In this issue, Supergirl and her young ward are trapped on an alien planet where Supergirl has completely lost her powers. As we find out, this is a planet that Superman was trapped on for 45 minutes before he was rescued and almost died. Supergirl has to be there for 10 hours, and we follow them as that happens. One of the best issues in a yeah. already phenomenal series. This was great.
2: I feel like this book's uh, under the radar a little bit. Like all, Tom King's books get so much press, and this one is just sort of like a, a slow boil in the, on the back of the stove. When I think this one is is so good, it has this sort of like storybook element to it. Um, we get the like uh, second person narration uh, talking about Supergirl this whole time, and it's just so. It's, this issue is so tense and beautifully drawn. Uh, And it's just a great story. There's a big bad that we're really circling who keeps winning. It's really good.
1: The fucking art alone. You (laughs) fucking pick it up. You tell me this art isn't worth it. All right, this is just bananas art. It is amazing to look at. It brings you into this world so perfectly. It makes the characters feel different, even though we've seen them in, in other things. It just it it's a It's a whole mood, and you need to be in it. Let me throw this out there. I think Pete's flavor is bananas.
2: He mm. uses the word a lot, and it feels like eating taking I a do, bite of Pete I is like a fun that. banana but Jesus.
0: <laughs> Primordial number three (laughs) from Image Comics by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino. This is a book showing what happened to all the animals that went into space. It's weird. It's wild. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm still not 100 percent sure what's happening in this book or what the conspiracy elements are. But goddamn, it's gorgeous.
2: It's one of those. This is one of those books that I think it's beautiful. I do like the story elements, but I'm like. I'm like, ah, oh, is this the whole issue? Surely there's a couple more pages in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me a little bit more information. Um, yeah. And I I think it's hard in comics to find that line of, like, too much information, too little information just right. Um, but this one is just – the book itself is just a little light on the story, each issue. That's a small complaint because I do think the, the world that's being built here is really cool, and um, the animal side of it especially is – is really intriguing.
1: Yeah. This is like super tripped out in a way that's like beautiful and, uh, very trippy and fun to look at. But I was like, I don't, I wish I knew what was happening. Cause I feel like I could enjoy this more. And then the kind of Will Smith moments kind of throw me for a little bit, but then it's, uh, goes back to tripped out land. And I'm just like, man, I want to be in on this. I want to enjoy it. And I keep hoping like each issue, something's going to click and I'm going to be able to follow it more or at least go back and be like, Oh shit, this is crazy. But that hasn't happened yet, but it's still so amazing. It's worth uh, checking out. I also really like the kind of like sneak preview we get uh, for a comic in the back that looks uh, also really beautiful and cool. Next up, The Nice House on the Lake, number 6 from
0: DC Comics written by James the IV, art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno. In this issue, we're following up on the cliffhanger from the last one where it turns out that our survivors, survivors, excuse me, of a global apocalypse may actually have a chance to save the Earth, and this issue we find out how it went all down, what exactly may be going on and why they might be a test case. And the world actually might still be there and how they might have time to save it. Another great, horrifying issue of this book.
2: Uh, I sort of feel like – I know the characters are like, we could still save the world. Like, I don't think so. I I think think they're all gone. (laughs) Uh, so I think that is a weird like red herring that is being entered into this story um, but I really do like I'm surprised that the story is focusing back on the mysterious Walter character that brought them all together um, because I thought it was really just a catalyst and it was going to be sort of a, a boiler room type story about all these people dealing with each other but they really are unraveling the mist starting to unravel the mystery except for their um, their minds being erased at the end of every uh, situation
1: yeah, I kind of uh, this is too creepy, and I want my mind to be erased because that fucking face guy is a big nope in my in my world. <laughs> You're scared
2: of the face guy, well, yeah, just the, the way he's drawn. Yeah, don't like exactly. That I just want he's to not forget. Bad. it. He's
1: just drawn that way, Pete. It, it's uh, yeah. it's horribly creepy, and uh, I wish I could forget it um, because it's too much. And no, thank you. But if you're into this shit, man, it's got it.
2: I have it so, on good authority you're going to dream about him tonight. And I'm so don't, sorry. Don't fuck No, me I, it's like going to happen. I didn't oh. mean – I'm not making it no, happen, no, but that. it is I'm, going to I'm happen.
1: I'm drinking more, so it doesn't happen, so fuck you. doesn't matter. Clear number
0: through. two from Comicsology, written by Scott Snyder, art by Francis manapul This takes place in a world where I believe if – Enough people believe things, they become true, and that's kind of messed up the world a little bit. At least that's what I was getting, since, frankly, I did not read the first issue of this. But as oh. usual, some very deep, crazy sci-fi writing from Scott Snyder, some good art from Francis Manipul. How'd this strike you guys?
1: Yeah. I uh, This – you go, Pete. Okay, I was just going to say, yeah, the the art is just, is is creepy in all the right ways. It's a really beautiful, well-put-together book. The paneling, there's this one panels where it's like each panel, but the, it's a bigger picture where he's walking down the staircase. It's so beautiful and so eerie. I really loved it. I, I just think that this is really creative and unbelievable. I'm not sure what's happening yet, but I love it. Justin, um, the premise
2: to me, the, the premise to me is less that uh, the people believe enough and the, the world changes and that the world, everyone's like going into sort of the virtual reality state. And it, it, the issue is if enough people are have matched their sort of veils, mm-hmm. which I think is what the um, technology is, then they start to all believe the same thing and people can be influenced um, so it feels like the sort of the underlying idea here is about media influence rather than a Department of Truth uh, belief-based system. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of ideas in here. It's another Scott Snyder book where it's like um, he finds his sort of like base characters and really pushes them through this very dystopian world.
1: Well, I think it's you know it's a future that could be really fun to live in. You know, you walk up to a blood puddle, you put your hands in it. And then you press it against your helmet, and that becomes your eyes as you drive away into your new reality. I mean, what's that? That's great. That hardly ever happens to me when I walk up to a blood puddle these days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're Nightwing, Nightwing number. 86. I love jumping in
2: bloody. I love jumping in bloody puddles.
0: Bloody puddles. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Hey, Nightwing number eighty six from DC Comics, written by Tom Taylor, art by Robbie Rodriguez. This is tying up the Fear State arc there, and also kicking off a new antagonist for the Batgirls. But the big showpiece here as Nightwing and Batgirl are having a good time talking about smooching each
1: other. Come Relationship! On. Come on!
2: Relationship! Ooh. It's cute. It's this a good kiss.
1: Oh, it's ha- a good kiss. Having Sims. read
2: Batman ahead of this one, I was like, oh, I know how this story ends, so I don't need the, that stuff uh, here. But what I do need is more of that Nightwing Batgirl uh, love fest, which we have coming up. The characterizations are just very good in this issue, which makes it fun to read.
1: She said it was a good kiss.
0: Uh, So sweet. Last but not least, Refrigerator Full of Heads, number two from DC Comics, written by Rio Uris. Art by Tom Fowler. This is picking up from the first series, Bucket Full of Heads.
2: Yes. Basketful.
0: Basket. God damn it.
1: Why do you Um, keep buckets? I don't know. I like buckets, man.
0: Anyway, there's an axe that can chop people's heads off and they stay alive in this issue. We have a shark's head that's been chopped off. We have a bunch of criminals get their heads chopped off. Lots of chopping off of heads. A lot more chopping off of heads, frankly, than head lopper. But I continue to enjoy this very much. Come on, man.
1: You don't have to take a shot at an amazing comic. Uh, when you're talking about this comic, all right? Tell you what, though. not uh, The refrigerator is not full of
0: heads, so that's a little bit of a knock. Like, there's two heads in the refrigerator at this point, so... I don't
1: know. Maybe it's and, and issue titles. two, though. It's issue two. You know what? Okay. It's crazy heads, how many how,
2: how many refrigerators full of heads there are in Headlapper? These books
1: <laughs> should change change heads. <laughs> <titles? laughs>
2: they should do a switch. Uh,
1: well, this is a headlapping good time of a book here, and uh, I, as someone who doesn't like uh, scary stories, the and really makes this fun.
2: Um, I think this book is also good. It. it um, it brings in the elements from the initial uh, run, from Basketful of Heads a little bit here, which was great. And uh, looking forward to more.
0: Was it Backpack Full of Heads? What was it? I don't know. It was something with a B and it was full of heads. That's the only thing that I know. Okay. If you'd like to support
2: oh, Colander Full of Heads.
0: It <laughs> doesn't start with a B. If you'd like to support our podcast, Patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every
2: Tuesday Bindle night. Seven PM Colander Full of 7 Heads. PM, full of heads. On YouTube. <laughs> Box Come hang full
0: out. We love to talk about baskets or buckets or whatever you want to talk about. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, the or the Apple choice to man. subscribe. Smoke listen, the Heads, and man. Smoke their the show Heads. At comic book Live on Twitter, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the Basket Shop. I mean, <laughs> Comic Book Shop.
2: Bucket Shop. Basket full of buckets. <laughs>